and welcome to another edition of Zav Chat with our school captain, Nick Francis, and our school principal, Mr. William Doherty. So, Bill and Nick, uh, it's a bit of a rowing theme today, and just before I handball over, can I just say to everyone again, I hope you're enjoying the Zav Chats, we're getting some really great feedback, but please follow us on Spotify because that's the best way, and then please spread the word, as Ned Betts did last week to all the year nine. So tell your friends, have a bit of a listen. Bill, Nick, away we go. Thank you, Heels. Uh, Mr Doherty, do you want to kick us off with the golden moments from the past week? Love to, Nick. Thank you. Uh, I have a heap this week. I've got to say it was a, it was a huge week for the college. Uh, it kicked off uh, this time last week. The um, senior campus was in the Great Hall. Uh, Cormac O'Callaghan gave his uh, captain's address, his vice-captain address to the, to the campus. I thought it was superb. But there was a number of memorable lines. The one that really struck me, though, was when he noted, uh, and he's got a great connection, obviously, with today's theme of rowing, but he said, everyone is truly capable of achieving their goals, their ambitions, but in order to have something you've never had, you must do something you have never done. Just a great line, particularly for anyone listening there and for all of our boys in the college. If you, if you have something you've never had, if you have a dream, you must do something you've never done. And wonderful advice. Obviously, we rolled on the world's greatest shave and a heap of uh, young men of the college walking around in a pretty streamlined fashion. That was brilliant, Nick, and you're part of that. And uh, it was a superb effort from Jack Ramsdale and the team. 77,000 plus raised, which is extraordinary. Uh, we rolled on to a Saturday open day, taking prospective families around the college. Uh, but for me, a great highlight was just taking them in and around, giving them a bit of a taste of the new building, uh, explaining the innovative components you know, the rationale that underpins, you know, our design in, for learning and care of our seven and eight students. And it was lovely to see these parents just get it. They could join the dots. They could see right in front of them how it's been designed, what we're driving at, how it's going to be a, a, a building that talks in terms of its learning experiences for boys. And they were just able to get the whole theory that we're on. That was exciting. Uh, obviously, then uh, watched a bit of a live stream from Nagambi. Uh, on Saturday afternoon at the Scotch Mercs, and I won't go too much into that because that's the theme of today, but that was uplifting. Uh, the G on Sunday, uh, Heels, you were there. Fantastic, but, fantastic. Uh, you know, Alwyn Davey just prior to half-time uh, notching his uh, his first goal through. That was an incredibly exciting moment. I know we had about 40-odd boarders and a whole heap of others there, and that was uh, just a beautiful moment to see. And, and then, at the end of the game, uh, Alwyn and uh, Tipper, for the Bombers supporters, were kicking footies into the crowd. Alwyn looked completely at home. It was wonderful. I thought he looked at home the whole afternoon, and he was you know, made to be there. And then the last one for me, obviously, last night, Nick, a great night. You were right in the middle of the red and black uh, at the APS Swimming Championships. You're in the stands, of course. Our swimmers did us proud. Uh, a sixth place I thought was really credible, but the spirit and the respectfulness, you know, just understanding the moment from our supporters, they were the life of the party there, and it was a, just a great what a great atmosphere. Yeah, it was great fun to be a part of. I think our cheer captains, Manny Juricic and Joe Tan, they led the, the Red and Black Army beautifully. Uh, we all had a great time cheering on all the swimmers and the swimmers certainly did us proud. And uh, and Bill tells me it's somewhat of a surprise that you've got any voice this morning. Yeah, well, I was speaking to Mr Doherty when it was wrapping up last night about 10 o'clock and I could barely speak. My voice was an absolute shambles, but it's come back to life this morning, so I'm good to go. And a perfect time to introduce our... Guests on the rowing theme today.
Delighted to uh, introduce uh, two leaders of the rowing program. So we've got with us Mr. Tom Abramowski, our head of rowing and first year at the college, and Mr. Sean Lake, uh, teacher of VCE Biology and Science, and the coach of the Mark Shea, our first aid boat. So boys, welcome. Great to have you here and a big week for rowing. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill. Uh, pleasure to be here. Very exciting week ahead. It is. So look, I'd love to kick it off with um, telling us a little bit about your backgrounds. You know, you've, you've both done things in the sport of rowing. So just give us a, give us a, a bit of an insight in terms of your, your background in rowing. Sean? Yep. Um, so I started rowing uh, down the river at St. Kevin's. And then after that, into club rowing and elite rowing, where I rowed for the Aussie under-23 team, competed at three world champs there and won senior world cup. So I had a lot of experience there and I coached from straight out of school, coached at St. Kevin's, Melbourne High, St. Catharines, and then eventually Xavier. After my sporting career in, in rowing and then cycling, I loved the coaching so much that that encouraged me to then get into a teaching degree and make this my full-time profession. Brilliant, brilliant. Tom, oh, to you. Uh, yeah, look, um, started my rowing career at Scotch College just down the river here in uh, Hawthorne. Uh, left school with um, a passion about engineering, went into university and focused on my engineering and picked up coaching as a, as a job on the side, essentially. I had no real intention of doing it long term, but um, starting at Lauriston Girls School and, and also Mercantile Rowing Club, and Sean was rowing at Mercantile at the time, so we've crossed paths many times before in the past. But yeah, just one thing led to another and worked my way up through Lauriston um, from a year eight junior coach to running the rowing program and, and winning national titles and then Mercantile Rowing Club the same, you know, volunteering 20 hours a week and, you know, going broke in the process. But um, yeah, absolutely loved my journey at Mercantile, um, developing girls out of school and helping them on their pathway through to Australian teams and had, had numerous amounts of rowers end up on the Australian team and Olympic teams in that journey. Found my way to Melbourne Grammar School after that, uh, coaching the first eight there and uh, did the first eight for eight years at Melbourne Grammar School uh, and then also ran the rowing program for, for eight years there as well. So did both roles. Uh, recently moved to Xavier. I thought it was an exciting opportunity to come here to Xavier. It's a, a wonderful rowing program. It's got a very proud history and I was um, excited at the opportunity to be here. Yeah, awesome stories. I think rowing certainly a sport that everyone who does it, they certainly love it and they have this love and for the sport that they can't really explain but they, it's just in there some somewhere so can you guys explain why you guys love rowing so much and why i've dedicated so much of your life to it i think it, it definitely starts on the water when you're a young when you're a young man or, or, or woman for that matter and um it, it it's very unique um going out on the water there's a certain ambiance about it and the challenging nature and the competitive nature of the sport is addictive in itself and um, it's very tangible, so you can see yourself improve, you know, you can work at things and, and as a result of that, you know, you build confidence in yourself and, and that in itself is addictive. Um, but yeah, being out on the water and stroke for stroke and listening to the water running under the boat and, and being relaxed, you can switch off and it, it really is a delightful moment that you can have to yourself. And, uh, very much like people find in running, for example, but yeah. Sean, I might let you open that one up a little bit more, but we were having a great conversation midweek uh, when we, you were talking about the growth that you've seen. Uh, you had the year nine and tens for the last two years and now you've got them in the seniors and you're just talking about remembering back to these these kids two years ago. They're very different kids from the, the ones that are now in, in the senior program and many of them are going to row for the last time for Xavier. So 
just talk to us about the growth that you see in boys in the program and maybe dovetail off Nick's question too. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the one of the really addictive aspects about rowing, which Tom mentioned a little bit there, is progress. You, the, you get constant feedback from the boat, from those around you, from your coach. And it's amazing to watch the progress, especially of the, I'm really lucky to have worked with these two year levels as the 10A coach and nine and 10 coordinator, and then to now have them in seniors. And off the back of COVID, when they first rocked up to the shed, um, they were quite a motley crew and the coaches put a lot of work into them to create what is now a very impressive environment and attitude that all these young men have. They're an absolute pleasure to coach. Their concentration and their work ethic is incredible. And it's been a real, real pleasure to watch that over the last few years. Those from the outside often look in and sort of there's this talk about the shed and yet there's, there's clearly a culture that um, is cultivated there. So, you know, for you, in your minds, you, you, you're leading that. What is it that makes the culture and the rowing shed so significant? Well, I think first and foremost, it's supporting the individual's identity and, and, and their journey and creating an environment where they can foster as an individual and then bringing, bringing them together as a team and helping them work together as a team. Because let's face it, teamwork is not easy. You know, you have different individuals, whether it's in music or sport or even in the classroom doing team projects together. You've got to learn to work with people. And the thing about rowing is it puts, puts the team environment under pressure and it definitely enables people to come together and collaborate. And through collaboration, you can, you can have common shared values and you can promote those values. And um, it's really important in rowing that we, we treat each other with respect and, um, and we move forward together as a unit with those values. And um, yeah, I, I think that the shed is a home away from home for the boys as well, um, a place where they can be vulnerable. Uh, and we do encourage that, you know, we want them to, to break down their barriers and let, you know, let us into who you are and we can help you on that journey. And um, I think that's a big part for Sean and I. We love that mentoring role and the coach to athlete ratio in rowing is surprisingly low. You know, it's pretty much a one-on-one personal coaching journey from year nine right through to year 12. And I think that's a quite a unique quality of the sport. Well said, Tom. Look, as we look ahead to Saturday, it, it's promising to be a really great um, day of racing, uh, but as we reflected on the Scotch Mercs, and that was one of my highlights from the week, you know, seeing the fourth eight get over the line first, the third eight get over the line first, the second eight get over the line first, and the first of the Mark Shea, a superb row, Geelong Grammar sort of came out of, out of almost nowhere, I thought, uh, and, and a really un- unbelievable second finish there. Um, so a lot of anticipation, I guess, and, and, and expectation for the boys. They've got such pride in themselves, their crew, and, and where they've come. But let's just talk about pressure for a second, because undoubtedly they'll all feel it, and every crew feels it when they get to the line. And it'd be different from footy. You know, you've got a, you've got four quarters to sort it all out and try and you know come back from from being behind. But in rowing, you've got six minutes, and often a few poor strokes can be really telling. So. You know, what, what do you think about and what can you tell us about dealing with pressure? Uh, you know, and what might be, you know, messages that you'd give to either your crews or any boy who's dealing with pressure? Yeah, so it's, it's a very challenging environment, the lead into a rowing race. It's going to be really quiet up there on the start line and they've got to get it right from the first stroke. So it's a, it's a really unique challenge. The, an important thing that... I do as a coach is just framing how they feel 
and their nervousness, their anxiety on the start line means that they care um, and it means that they're really elevated. And I know as an athlete, that's when I actually did my best performances when I was under pressure. And I think I've seen that from coaching the boys this year is that when they're under more pressure, that's been their best performances. So that's, that's certainly what we'll be framing towards it, to the kids on, on Saturday. Tom and Sean, that was a fascinating chat. Uh, thanks for joining us on uh, Zav Chat and particularly good luck uh, on Saturday with all the crews and with all the work that's gone in. It might be a pretty special day for Xavier College. We're nearly out of time, school captain, so it might have to be a slightly brief around the ground. So over to you. Alrighty. Uh, this week, there's a bit happening with the environment. So today at lunchtime, there's a family feud type quiz about everything the environment, which our Prefect for Sustainability, the great man James Power, has set up. He's also in the first eight rowing crew, so best of luck, James, for the weekend. Um, and we're also going to be celebrating Earth Hour on Friday. So from 12 to 1, all the classrooms will have the lights off, no air conditioners, no heaters, none of, none of that will be happening. So we'll make sure we do our bit for the environment here at Xavier. Sport as well, it's the last round of summer sport, so everyone give it your best crack. Hopefully have lots of fun and get some good results and also get down to support the head of the river um, this Saturday. And also just a Xavier alumni update. We already touched on Alan debuting, which is just awesome. Another one, Charlie Wright-Smith. He's just embarked on a trip to uh, Pigeon Hole in the Northern Territory where he's going to be working on a station for about eight months. So last year, Charlie was the prefect for reconciliation. And I guess he's sort of fostered that passion for it so much so that he's Dedicate, he's almost dedicating a year of his life to work in the Northern Territory and in those sorts of environments, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so good luck with that, Charlie. And anything else from the principal? Shane, probably just one from me. Uh, a really special moment is always on Friday before the rowers depart. There's the blessing of the rowers. So Father Chris, our, our great rector, will be leading that. And I'm sure the red and black will be able to get around the boys at that particular time. And it's a wonderful send-off. Many of them just can't get to Ngambi. But this is a great touch point and we're really wishing our rowers, every rower from the year nines right the way through to our twelves, the very, very best for Saturday. We'll finish now this uh, edition of Zav Chat. Hope you've enjoyed it. And my last message, please follow us on Spotify and tell your friends. This was a great chat and good luck at Ngambi for all the Xavier rowers and families.